Ladies and gentlemen, you tuned in to an all-new episode of the Rap Lab Podcast, because you know it's Sundays, and you know how Sundays go. It's your boy, the Candyman, the A-L-F-R-E to the D. And it's your boy, T.O. In this episode, I'm going to ask y'all, what's the dealio? I didn't say it last episode. <laughs> and this is also your boy, QG, a.k.a. and Bison, a.k.a. Tanushi Mati Tamarado. Let's do this. <laughs> Wait, you was actually imitating Bison? Yes. You don't know who you are. <laughs> and he forgot and he and he forgot to and he forgot to say AKA Chief Hater Numero Uno cuz I didn't hear y'all feedback from last week's debacle of an episode. I didn't hear any feedback. Well, according to the listeners, you're a hating motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything else? Somebody said give Wale a chance. Anything else? No, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it? Okay, well, I'll give him a chance. In hell. <laughs> but moving on. Uh, uh, today's episode is, is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I feel like it's a um, a very a very slept on part of hip hop. Uh, you don't you, you, you find this in, in a lot of albums you listen to. Uh, it doesn't get talked about enough. And the fact that, that T.O. even came up with this idea... Uh, you know, it made me very happy. But today we're talking about skits. We're going to talk about our favorite hip-hop skits in history, on albums, and whatnot. Uh, but before we do that, um, so T.O., since this is your idea, and before we get into uh, just going around and talking about our favorite skits and why they are our favorite, um, talk to us about uh, the importance of skits in, in rap. And, and, and before and and then also don't forget to tell them why you mad, son. Tell them why you mad. <laughs> well, that's the mad rapper. I ain't the mad rapper, but I tell you that. But um, what I'm saying is like, well, Skips is like one of the most. Well, like when you do an album, everything was just mostly songs. So at this time, let's add a little bit of a concept to an album. Something called skits. You know, skits is like a bit of a. We used to be known for like comedy sketches or like comedy things. So either way, when you hear skits on many hip hop albums, some of them going to be serious, but most of them going to be funny. Trust me, we know a lot that's funny. Um, they could appear anytime on an album, whether it's an intro, the outro, you can call it the interlude or even part of a song like like even Mace, me, uh, QG, we always clown about his song. But, you know, he had that one little tiny skit with Cardan. <laughs> Yeah, that's correct. So either way, it depends on the concept of an album. Sometimes some people may like, hey, does it fit on the album? Does it fit with the concept of the album? I like it. If it doesn't, then eh, it was useless to the album. So that's that's just mostly it to the concept of a now, skit. Now it's funny because you mentioned something in QG. This is where I want to bring you in. What's the difference between a skit, an intro, an outro, an interlude, and a commercial? All right. Well, let me get my dictionary voice here. <clears throat> an interlude is an intervening period of time, a pause between the acts of a play, something performed during a theater intermission. In layman's terms, basically, it's like a break in the album. A great example I could use for you guys is the Capital Punishment album by Big Fun. <laughs> And uh, no, 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 not that one. Not that one. If you guys remember the intermission, the intermission song in between the album, it was like a little break 
right before um what was the name of that song it was the break right before what was that track it's uh not beware not you ain't a killer oh uh what was it? You guys got to help me here. My mind just drew a blank. It's not Caribbean Connection. That I don't not know. Not Caribbean Connection. You got to go back a little bit. It's early in the album. Oh, I'm so mad. I can't believe I remember what that is. It is... That's not the one with the uh, paranormal when he was like... When shooting was going on? Is that what you're not talking about? One. No, no. Oh, Packing the Mac in the back of the act is, act is actually a skit. I'm talking about the track way above that. Oh. Are you talking about Taster's Choice? No, no, no. That's a skit. We, we will definitely get to that. Uh, <laughs> are you, you talking a, about the Are you skit. talking about the intermission after Still Not a Player? Yeah, yes, yes. Oh, yes, the Dream yes, Shatter. Yes. Dream Shatter yes, was after dream, that. That's the song. Dream Shatter is what I'm thinking about. So the interlude is basically just a little quick snippet instrumental that just plays in the beginning, and you, you could even use DJ Quick's quick grooves as interludes. You know, it's just a, a small little break in between the album. Now, uh, you also said the, uh, what is it, intro? Mm -hmm. Intro a, intro is basically an introduction. It is the intro, it sets the table before the album. And a great example I could give to you guys is Get Rich or Die Trying with just two quarters dropping on a table, which, intru which introduces 50 Cent. It was quick and it was right to the point. Uh, an outro is, the concluding section of a piece of music or radio or television program. It's oh, basically the end. Yes, yes, yes. The dictionary voice. We have to use it. It is the end. It, is, it, it closes the curtain. Same as how you got Eminem with curtain calls on the, at the end of his album. And uh, what else did you ask me? Commercials. Commercials is basically... <laughs> a lot of these hip-hop albums have commercials sometimes used as a parody. And if, if you remember correctly, on the NWA albums, they had commercials where you had uh, one nine hundred eight two Compton, <laughs> where, <laughs> where, they, where they called in to uh, you know about hoes and all this stuff like that. And you also got the Dr. Dre skit on the NWA album. Uh, he's like, "This is brought to you by Mad Mother Against Drunk Driving." So <laughs> you know, it's mostly. Exactly. Commercials are mostly of a parody, so those, those are the breakdowns of each of them. Okay. And uh, there you have it, folks, so it's clearly defined. Uh, let's go around the room. Because um, I know the three of us have been listening. I, I think it's safe to say that the three of us have, uh, and it was showing the age out here, but the three of us have maybe a little over 90 years experience listening oh, to hip-hop. Lord. Combine, combine, combine. <laughs> Stop quoting the main event mafia. Oh my god. Nobody's quoting Get that out of here. Yes, that's what you were doing. Get out of here. But um <laughs> Tio, so you go first. We can go around the room. Talk about right. the very the very first skit you could re recall hearing. Um the very first skit I recall hearing um is gonna be one of the funniest things ever, and I was actually little. Uh, I was supposed to be listening to this album way, way, way that time, but it just came about. We have game shows. Of course, we are known for uh, game shows like Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, you know, Shop T Drop or Supermarket Suite, you know, all those things, blah, blah, blah. And then you got another show called like Deal or No Deal or something called Pyramid. Mm -hmm. 
Uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh, that's right. You did we, it again. He did we, it again. Ah. Don't tell me you was thinking yes. 20 sack pyramid. Yes. Yes, oh, yes. Oh, uh, but go ahead. That was my pick. But go on, go ahead and do it. No, 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 Yo, no. Tell them about it. That, that, that's a classic. Perfectly honest. That was one of the first skits I ever heard, and I forgot who played it. And I was like just laughing because I don't know what the hell they were talking about because I'm little. You want some so, help on there? If you remember, it was, <laughs> it was, it was. Um, what was the whole thing? It, it was the DOC was part of this, right? If I'm not yes, mistaken. Yes. He, yes, was he, was. he was duck mouth he was, he was duck mouth and that's another thing the names duck mouth and then i'm surprised that i'm someone better alert me i'm surprised they did not get sued with the name boot lee farnsworth <laughs> and the reason why i say that is because the last time i heard about that name and even though i'm i'm not at that particular age but i've seen this 70s movie most of you listeners may remember a movie called let's do it again uh, a movie with Sidney Poitier and, of course, Bill Cosby and a ha- and Jimmy Walker from Good Times. So his character, Jimmy Walker, I'm talking about, name was Bootney, Leaf, uh, Bootney Farnsworth. <laughs> so I thought later on in my years when I heard the skit again, I'm like, they ain't gonna get sued for this shit. Because remember, Biggie, Biggie got sued for the name because the same movie, Calvin Lockhart, rest in peace, was named Biggie Smalls. Now, let's get... <laughs> Let's correct. get to this damn thing. First of all, the damn questions was like, it's like, uh, 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 kill, Buddha, Buddha, fuck your shit. I used to sell, uh, hocus pocus, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, yeah, write that, that to the, uh, uh what, what he said. He's like, uh, step up to me, let me suck your dick. Uh, oh, things that Tim Dog would do. <laughs> 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 that was funny. I love that part. I'm like, yo, yo, that's, that lets me further know that they heard Tim Dog's crazy ass. Um, Holly Berry, uh, 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 yeah, oh, oh, yeah. uh, 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 if you really look at the video, the Let Me Ride by Dr. Dre, of course, this Let one's Me Ride. Yes, okay. that song, of course. Like uh, that. Uh, a hella classic uh, track, by the way. You can see in the beginning when Dre's at his house, you know, he's with his chick and they got that big ass phone and stuff. And um, you can see that specific TV. You will see the game show right there. That is the $20 uh, packs, uh, uh, sorry, Sack Pyramid. That is mm-hmm. still from the album. There's only like bits of it in the video, but that will still lead into the song "Let Me Ride." So that yeah, that's one of my first. And um, QG, I didn't know you was gonna pick it first. Yeah, you did it again, but it's all right. That's a classic. Man. Well, there mm-hmm. you go. To to always taking people's ideas. I ain't forget about you in Chopper City, sir. <laughs> what well, I, I I well, I didn't think you was gonna pick Chopper City. I thought you was gonna. My bad. All good. QG, what about you? All right. Well, let me jump in with one of my all-time favorites, and it is the skit that leads. Oh, and I and I, and I need to point out, a lot of times skits fit right into the song. Meaning, when you go to the song, the skit is playing right at the beginning, like it's not in a separate mm-hmm. number. So for this one, I'm gonna go with Life After Death. This number two, 
Nasty Boy. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yep. The notorious big is on the phone with a friend of his. And uh, he's, he's talking to this person about a woman he met. So let me do my best impersonation. She's like, yeah, oh, I remember I met this one bitch. And, uh, you know, I, and you know me, I'm the nasty motherfucker. You know, uh, I thought I did everything in the world. And, uh, but, yo, I mean, I'm in, this, I'm in this one bitch and we in the spot, whatever, whatever. The bitch told me she wanted me to shit on her. I'm like, shit on you. I mean, I mean, you know, I'll call you and then shit on you after that, you know what I mean? But no, she wanted me to hop over her and shit on her stomach. I'm like, what the f? What the f? And I was, and, and I'm like, what the hell is this? Now, mind you, this is 1997. I'm listening to this. I'm like, what is Big talking about? And then, and then he said he actually did it. He said, he's like, yeah, Pooh, I can sit through the bitch. And then his homeboy's laughing in the background. <laughs> I'm like, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. Like, people actually do that? So I just I just thought that was kind of crazy listening to that intro to, to, the, uh, to the actual song. So it fit right into the theme. And that's important with skits. They set the table. They lead you into the next song. Or there's a recurring theme of the album that involves skits. So that one right there always stands out for me. <laughs> well, that's interesting, and uh, I guess since I guess it's my turn. This one now, I, I mm, skits, yeah, there are some good skits, but I feel like a good album needs a good intro, and uh, it takes me back to one of one of the first ones I ever heard. You know, when you buy the CD, so you know my first intro to intros and skits was you listening to W Z I G G Y and. Uh, my homeboy Ziggy Big Guns the Wiggler on Cash Money Records, man. <laughs> on the Juvenile Soldier Rags album, he goes, he goes, it's a, it, you listen to WZIGGY. It's a hot girl winning weekend. We listen for the third caller, for the third song from the third ward. And it's your boy Ziggy Big Guns the Wiggler. And then, he, and then out of nowhere, Ziggy just comes, he goes, you gotta been shot, you gotta been wounded. Cash Money record label. We're taking over. You got to have your blue shoes on. Your brown shoes on. You got to have your soldier rag. You got to have been wounded. I was just like, yo, what? And me being a kid, I'm like, yo, what the fuck? What, what is this guy fucking talking about? <laughs> and for those of y'all who listen to Cash Money albums, Ziggy, Ziggy all over the place. That, but uh, that, it was that Juvenile Soldier Rags album. Mind you, this is a juvenile album. They ain't say shit about juvenile yet. So it's just it's just funny. Ziggy's always over the top. But you know what's one thing that I gotta bring up about skits that I that I don't think gets talked about enough? What? I hate when they when the when the engineers or whoever presses the album puts the skit on the same actual track as the song. You hate case, that? I hate it. Hate case it. in point, case in point, Puff Daddy's No Way Out, right? Oh when you when you after been around the world is over the mad rapper comes and they do that whole skit at the end, right? And I'm looking at I'm looking at I'm looking at the the track. It's still on the same track as the song. Like I hate that with a passion. Kicking the door, kicking the door is the same thing. Like you why know, don't why don't y'all put the skit on its own track? Yeah. Well, it's like I was telling you before. It's part of it because there's a theme. Like with kicking the door, when you mentioned the mad rapper, which actually worked. You know, Kicking the Door is a diss track towards other rappers that said some things about Big. 
because he's like, you guys are mad. You guys are mad rappers. So it fits into the theme. I get your frustration as far as you just want to get into the song and the separate track will be for the skit. But that, to me, is the reason why. And that was the first mad rapper skit, and they kept it going. So when you get to No Way Out, it's the same thing. They follow that theme. The Locks had the same thing with Money, Power, and Respect album. They kept that, they kept that going. So... Yeah, it's no, a part and I, and of I, and the track. I, and, I, and I get that. But my thing is, as the listener, you're not giving me a choice. You know what I mean? Like, Correct, correct. You can't, as, like, if you want to hear the song, you have to listen to the skit. I get that. Right. And, that, and it goes for the same way for when songs have intros into the track. For example, I, I'm going back to Cash Money, if you go on the G-Code album and actually listen to the song, I Got That Fire... Okay. Fire, yep. You gotta listen to the whole fucking skit before the song for yeah, like a yeah. whole minute plus before you get to the actual song. I gotta what if I, But what if I don't want to hear the skit? Right. But go on, T.O. I know I, I didn't mean to cut you. No, no, no. Actually, I, I'm sorry. I was almost cut you off. But another example, and this was on the outro. It wasn't even the outro. That was this was actually part of the song. Buster Rhymes, the coming. His debut album, if you remember when the last time they got together to do the song Keep It Moving, I'm talking about Leaders of the New School, you hear a specific skit at the end on the same track. When Homeboy yeah. was like, he was like, yo, yo, I, I did this. And the bus was like, yo, shut the fuck up. And the next thing you hear him getting his ass whooped at the end. I'm like, mm. I even, I'm like, that don't even fit with the song. I, I would have thought they was going to separate that skit from the song. But the skit is, at the end of the song is part of the same track. Right. No, nah, but I, I don't know what I'm talking about. It's the it's the song the coming. I'm talking about for my listeners. It's the song the coming, which is nearly at the end of the coming album, and it features the last time with Dinko, Milo, and uh Charlie before. You're talking you know, about yeah, keep it moving, track eleven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Same thing. But I I I just prefer my I just prefer everything to just be on its own its own its own track. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, cause you know, also, and I know this, I've said this before, but you just gotta be in a certain mood to listen to certain shit. You know what I mean? And I, like, if I, if I want to just get right to the song, cause also, you know, and this is like, and I listen to music while I drive around, and we all know that while you on your phone, yeah, you or or you on a streaming service, you could just, you know, take the little dial and move it forward and get right to the song. But if you driving, there's no fast forward. You gotta sit through that shit. Yep. So it's just, I don't know. I I just don't I don't like my skits and my intros and my outros on the on the same uh, on the same on the same track. I rather it just all be separate. I mean, understandable, but Lord knows if it's a track like five minutes and then like two or four of them is like the skit. I'm like, what the fuck? Right. And and also and and, and this also goes to show like when record labels release uh they, they release uh multiple versions of the same album so for example my copy of doggy style uh right before ain't no fun on the same track it's you listening to w balls and i'm just like no i like that skit i like the w balls guy a lot but at the same time it's like yo y'all couldn't y'all, y'all couldn't tell me on the track listing that the shit was <laughs> was all in one because i would have bought the other copy i seen mm-hmm. I, st- I still like how that led into the song well of course exactly because because it goes with what I was telling you guys earlier. Like there's certain skits that just fit right into it. So you could 
you could appreciate it because of what it's leading up to. It'd be different if it's a skit and then the song has nothing to do with it. That, that, yeah, that's something totally different. I well, agree. And this go and now there are sometimes, and I'm glad you mentioned that because there are sometimes where the skit is during the actual song itself. Like for example, right. I don't know how many of my uh, deaf row heads are listening to this, but on the uh, Murder Was the Case soundtrack, Twenty One Jump Street, oh, they, they, W Balls is in there in the middle of the song. Mm-hmm. He's like, call it. <laughs> he's like, he's like, call it. He's like, hey, you got a dick in your head. Say what? <laughs> That was kind of funny. It, it, even 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 on the dog pound, on the dog food album, you got you got the same thing again. He, he was like, you know, <laughs> what did he say about about calling in for the Janet Jackson tickets? And, and yeah. you had the guy, you, yeah, you had all these different people calling in. You had a guy taking a dump on a toilet. You had a you 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 had you had somebody else coming in there and saying, "This is gangster poo from Gay Side Gangsters." I was like, what? <laughs> Nah, they, certain, they, 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 certain things was just a little over the top when you when you listen to it. So I was like, man, this is this is interesting. Where'd they get these ideas from? That's a question. But you know what else I also like while we're on this topic? The commercials, man. Like like for example, yeah, quite a few. So like I'll never forget sort of and this is I don't know why everything with me goes back to New Orleans, but the five oh four boys album Goodfellas, right? There is a track on there that's a commercial, literally a commercial, advertising the fall the fall catalog for P. Miller. Like I can't even make this shit up. And like, and like the it's a female voice and she's going, "You gotta get you gotta get your new P. Miller gear, no limit gear for all the for all the little soldiers and soldierettes worldwide, whoa, coming to stores near you this fall." <sighs> And I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, yo, this nigga, Master P, really didn't advertise his his, his, his clothing label, like, like, a whole actual, like, commercial commercial. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up. That reminds me of something. Mac, you could touch on this. What about the commercials that Ludacris put on his album? <laughs> what, what, wasn't, wasn't there one on Back for the First Time Back where he was talking time. about he the concert being yeah, what was that? Like the concert was being sold out and oh and all this God. other crazy. <laughs> nah, Luda, you know, Luda has some ale commercials as well. You know what's funny? I'm glad you mentioned that because one of my favorite skits of all time is on um is on the Word of Mouth album when he's advertising the greatest hits and it's yeah. so horrible. <laughs> I remember that too. <laughs> That was kind of classic. I mean, again, Luda, Luda is a funny guy, man. He he has his comedic side, and and comedy is very important because it keeps you it keeps you laughing and and it keeps you rolling. And 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 if we could keep going, Mac brought up earlier one of our favorites. The what about uh <laughs> the one with Carter and Mace where they were having that conversation and uh you know uh leading up to that album again. One of my favorites is that phone conversation. You guys remember just- that? Wait, wait, yes. is that the one? He's like, he's like, yo, yo, yo. He's like, yo, my kids love you and everything. I just want to make this show up, but yo, stop calling my girl's number. Well, well, that one was crazy. Oh, no, I'm that's, talking that's, about that's the one. You back. Right. I'm talking about the one where he's talking to multiple women. Where oh, he, God. Oh, yeah, he, what was that? What's her name? Uh, he's, t- he's talking to Ariane. He's talking Arianne. to her. Ariane, yep. Ariane. And then, he, and, then, and then while he's talking to the other girl, he was like, um, 
he's like, hold on a second, my brother on the other line, and then he's talking to her, and then he was like, um, come on, Lisa, and then she gets mad, oh, he, he calls her like, different He's like, what he's like, Lisa? <laughs> he's, he's like, come on, you know, I just be saying that just to get you mad, and then, and then she was like, the real person I wanted with Puffy, but he ain't come to the club that night, I was laughing, I was like, <laughs> I said, and you know it's funny because some people get caught up like that. A lot of people make that mistake where they're cheating on their girl or whatever. They cheating on their man and they mention the name of the other person and they get caught up. It causes a riot. So reality-based skits is very important. Mm-mm-mm. That was kind of crazy. You had a few interludes on there, like the one I mentioned, even though it was not what QG was talking about. When they right, called jealous it. guy. Jealous guy. Where he used to, yeah, that's right. He was like, he was like, yo, you better watch your back, man. No, yo, my kids love you. You know, we like to dance to you. You know, you know, we, we like what's going on with you. But yo, stop calling my girl's number, man. He's like, yo, who your girl beat? Yo, man, <laughs> hey, me sound like you was sleeping shit. <laughs> speaking of intros, I got a question for you, Candy Man. Yeah. What's up with your boy Manny Fresh and all that singing? <laughs> 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 New Manny, Louisiana. What is up with that, man? I'm trying to listen to the juvenile, my favorite juvenile, out 400 degrees, and he's introducing juvenile, and then he was like, "Beautiful." I'm like, "What? What are you doing?" Are you, you 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 think you think that's bad? Yo, it's funny because Manny Fresh is a funny motherfucker. I'll never forget on the first Hot Boys album, Get It How You Live, on the intro. And I don't know why, but every intro in that era either had Ziggy or the big timers just talking shit, right? Shit that don't even make sense, right? So this guy, Manny Fresh, says, you know, the Hot Boys, they don't don't bleed blood. They bleed Kool-Aid. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) Said your heart heart pump battle juice. I'm just like, okay. Like he's just saying some shit, or What's like that uh, with diamonds in the toe, or, or like a Chopper like, City in the talking? ghetto. The, the very last <laughs> line of the intro of Chopper City in the ghetto, they talking about BG, he talking about what, one of his girls or some shit like that. And he was like, she even got diamonds sparkling up out her toe. <laughs> that was so ridiculous. Or like so on funny. B, or like or like on BG's album Checkmate, he goes, he goes, little dude, little doogie had a fascination with guns. Somebody got killed. He had a fascination with sunflower seeds. Somebody got killed. I'm like, sunflower seeds? <laughs> like, yo, Manny Fresh, Manny Fresh was always talking some weird shit. However, 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 I did get my love of, of, of cars from, from listening to Manny Fresh on, um, on intros. I think it was uh, on It's All On You Volume 2 intro. He's like, Cause you know I got a Camaro with Momos, wood grain interior, black on black, and ever since I heard that, that's been my dream car ever since. Very descriptive, very descriptive. Ain't no wrong with that. <laughs> but Bird, Birdman, yeah, your man's Birdman though. Your man's Birdman though got some problems. Talking about I want to buy the Saints, go in the locker room, <laughs> suck some dick. I'm just like, oh okay. Team Birdman's my. all over the place. But you know one of my favorites is too. Uh, um, Staying with uh, New Orleans is No Limit Studios. This is Rapid Forte. What's up? It is P. P. Yeah, it is P. Let me, let me hear you say, uh. Uh-huh. 
ออแม่งสิ่งของมันปักพี่แม่ยอมรับโอ้ยรับแต่ปอนด์ that was funny it's it's a goddamn shame that rapper Forte had a feature only on the intro of a song no man he should have been on one of the songs man one of the records man oh and then don't don't forget they brought him back to do the remix yes they did on the last dog Because he was actually talking to P, and he didn't. He still didn't believe it. <laughs> That oh, was kind of ill. But I got a question for both of you guys, though. Yeah. Has there ever been a skit that just completely confused you? Because I got one. And would you like me to? Would you like me to, to ask you guys about this one? Yeah, go ahead. Lead it off. It's dark and hell is hot. It's Mickey. I know where you. You going. guys remember that? Yeah. What, what was that whole skit about? Can you guys tell Matt? Can you tell me? Because I'm confused. I I never I, I looked it up. I did my research. I don't know what that skit is about. Somebody's knocking at the door, and he was like, "Yo, who is it? It's Mickey. Who sent you? It's Mickey. What? I thought he, I thought he was I thought it was the voice of Mickey Mouse at first. I'm like, what the hell is this? Because the way he said it I was like, is he trying to be Mickey Mouse or something like? Yo, dog, what is this? I understand why you're confused, bro. I didn't get it. What was going on? Like they're at the door, they got their guns cocked, and then they open up the door. It's like, all right, ha 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 ha, and they're laughing and shooting. I'm like, what was that? Yeah, <laughs> you you hear like few few words, and all of a sudden you hear laughing and shooting. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that I guess that pertains. I guess that pertains to the title of the album because it is dark as hell. The hell is hot, but yeah, as hell is confusing. Yeah. Is what it is? So they were like, yeah, they was like, it's Mickey. I'm like, who who is that? Who, who's Mickey? What is it? What are you talking about? Crazy man. Mickey must have been some uh, must have been a game maker or something. I don't know. You know which all you know which skit also like made me laugh. But I was like, I think I understand where this was going. Y'all remember Animal Thug interlude on the Norris album? Oh God, yes. <laughs> he was like, he was like, he's like, yo, yo, he's delivering. He said, oh, I have delivered man. Was somebody kick my ass? I'm like, what? How you just come on and talk about I have delivered man? Somebody kick my ass. They was like, it was like minimum wage Animal Thug like a two fifty five. And then homeboy was like. Yo, we got the newest member of the Animal Thug. Oh, you like newest member of the Thug Out Entertainment? It's like, yo, Animal, why don't you kick a little rhyme or something? Uh, yeah, he's from Iraq for real. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> like, where the hell are they going? Hey, 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 hey uh, Candyman, you remember on 400 Degrees where they were outside of the club and they were trying to get in, and you had that Asian from the outside. He was like, oh, oh you talking about Tyrone Yomashima? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's no baby here. I feel sorry for your brother. <laughs> I, I was like, what? <sighs> that was crazy. Yeah. What, it's, what, it's, what, it's, what it's kind funny of you was bring, that? Man? It's funny you bring him up because on the skit I was talking about earlier, when you want to listen to I Got That Fire, <laughs> he's in the skit in the beginning. He's like, it's Tyrone Yomashima here, and I'm going to figure out what is an Oscar Maya. I was like, <laughs> and then he's talking to Ziggy. They bring in Ziggy. He's like, he's like, bling bling. You want to talk about a bling bling? He's like, bling bling. I ain't talking about shit. We talking about Oscar Mayer. I'm like, yo, what a oh, character. Shit. 
Oh, that shit, that shit, oh, that shit makes me laugh to the point I get a stomach, I get a stomach grab, man. Yo, I don't know, and that, that's Maddie Fresh, you know. I don't know where he came up with the that's idea. Manny to get... Fre- that was Manny Fresh doing that. That's Manny Fresh. Oh, yeah. that is so funny. That is crazy. No wonder. You see, this is why I like Manny Fresh. He, he can just do anything. Yo, oh, oh man, he's man. Uh, Mac. I got a favorite for you, man. What happened? I got. A- I got I got a favorite couple of now I'm talking about your boy on the Jay Z's on the Jay Z album, especially on in the beginning with Reasonable Doubt. He was like, "Okay, big man, you want to make some big bucks, huh? Let's see how tough you are. You know something about cocaine? <laughs> you know what's funny? If you if you buy the clean version of Reasonable Doubt, that skit is left off. I'm I'm sure it is because they got that straight from Scarface. Yeah, and remember on Volume yeah. One. On volume one, he's back again doing the uh, skit from Carlito's way. Did he, did he appear on the beginning of Brooklyn's Finest? Yes, he did. He's the same guy. He's like, he, uh, another skit from Carlito's way. You want to talk big time? Messing with Jay-Z. You go down big time. Here comes the pain. That's the same guy that was in state property, fellas. Really? I didn't know that. If you if you've seen the movie State Property, the gentleman that uh, Beanie Siegel and uh, Oskino, who they're talking to at the table, were uh, about the guala gualas and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> when they when they went to where'd they go? Did they go to Puerto Rico? It was Puerto Rico that they went to for that drug connect where they where they spoke to the uh, where they cut off the middleman and went straight to the connect. Yeah. Yep. That's the guy. That guy is the guy that was doing all them Jay Z intros. And, and I never outro. guessed that. Yeah, same guy. Never guessed that. Nah, one of my. I, I I don't know if y'all um how much I know. Well, QG, I know you don't like this era of Cameron, but um Purple Haze, the skit Rude Boy, where the phone mm-hmm. rings, the phone rings, and Cameron picks up, and there's a Jamaican guy on the other end. And he goes, he goes, yeah, yeah, my poom poom. Cameron just laughing. He's like, "Yeah, poom poom." Like, yeah, yeah, fucking my pussy. I'm like, yeah. I know you like that shit. I know you like that shit, man. Oh, that, yo, that's so funny. yo, anything, anything that got Jamaican voices on it will always throw me for a loop. <laughs> hey, there's no wrong with that. But sometimes the the skit makes sense or the intro makes sense. Like, um, like on going, um. Like on uh, Big's Life After Death, on going back to Cali, before the song starts, uh, you know, the phone rings, Puff calls Big, he's like, yo, Big, mm. we going, we, we going uh, from JFK to LAX. And you just hear Biggie, and you can tell he's confused. He's like, Cali? Mm-hmm. It was like a but I like the whole thing, because I like the whole thing, because he's like, uh, Puff, I'm up, I'm up. Yeah, and that I, whole thing it, is funny. <laughs> No, but it's lifelike. Cause how many times some you had something to do that morning, somebody done called you, and they and they be like, "Yo, you sleep now? Nah, I'm up, man. I'm up." <laughs> right, right, but right, nah, right. that. But uh, hmm, Tupac albums really didn't have no no skits on it. Now that some and some artists just don't put skits. Period. If you realize that is a, that is the truth. But but you know you but you know who you know who's king skits. Who? The college dropout. Oh yeah, yeah, broke, 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 five, broke. No, that's late registration. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you got you got skits on top of skits on that album, but people didn't mind it because the album 
them is a classic, but you know, when you go through it, what did you have on there? You know, uh, you got you got the whole thing leading up to spaceships. You got, oh yeah, yo, did you guys think that was Bernie Mac doing that intro? I I swore up and down it was Bernie Mac. <laughs> I, I thought I thought it was Bernie Mac until I had to hear it again. I said that don't sound right because I swear yeah, the oh, voice he, just who was it? D Ray Davis killed it. That dude. It, I, yes, and he it was, was uh, he's like. He's like, what the, what was that? Oh, no, no, no stage for you. You're not going to get gross on stage. You're not going to slide the move on the stage. He did it again on Lady Red. He's like, we're going to miss the boys. We're going to miss the boys. I thought that was Birdie back. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. Hey, D-Ray's from Chi-Town. Kanye's from Chi-Town. And, you know, Bernie Mac, he, he, he let you know he's from South Side of the door. Oh, man. Crazy, that was man. funny. Do y'all feel that too many skits on an album hurts the album? Depends. Depends. Good question. What do you think? What do you think, uh, Al? You think it hurts or it helps? So here's I, the thing. I thought that. Go, go ahead. Al, Al. No, go ahead, because I think you was about to say something that I was gonna say. I, I, you know who? You know like the albums. Like I thought at one point was gonna hurt. With many skits, De La Soul. Are you talking about De La Soul is dead? The dead, second one? Yeah. De La you know Soul. what? I think that they brilliantly used those skits. Like, even for example, the intro. Yo, that intro is one of the best intros I have ever heard in my life. Where uh where where he goes, you know, when you hear the click, and then the, the little boy comes, yo, I just found a De La Soul tape in the trash. <laughs> like, like I, oh my God, I love De La Soul is dead. I'm not gonna lie, I, I thought it was gonna hurt him until I heard it like, like the whole album like four more times, and I just, I had to convert. You know, you know, you know why, you know why, you know why it didn't hurt because the skits, the skits all were, were, were a theme. The whole album was a theme, and everything right. just fit. That's, that's where it. Because that's what where, year was that? Brought that out, Al, because that's year where that? I finally realized, like, yo, these kids didn't really hurt him. It was just that. That, that I, was. I, I, uh, I, I what year was that? Like, what was that? 1996? You got to remember, some people was criticizing them because they said they was hippies. Right. And they didn't take that uh, so kindly. Al, I got another one for you. And you you could probably, um, you probably, you remember this part. Wyclef, uh, the intro to uh, The Eclectic. Yeah. When he was talking with Tommy Matola. Yeah. And then you would hear that part where Tommy was talking about he needs Lauren Hill and Prize back. And then that leads into the next track. Which is continuing for what they was talking about. All I hear was Fuji this, Fuji that. Where Fuji at? Yeah. That was interesting. You know, all the skits don't get talked about. The uh, the Eminem Steve Berman skits. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> from, the, from the beginning the the with the Marshall Mathers LP. Yeah, with the Marshall <laughs> Mathers LP, Steve Berman, and 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 for all you hip pop connoisseurs the same steve berman is the same one that was in the uh comedy sketches with uh on on the song f with Dre day he was playing jerry heller that's steve berman ladies and gentlemen that that gentleman with the glasses and you know he's like you want to be a rapper big screen tv is all that so now with eminem 
how it all how it all works out. He hates Eminem's content on the album, where he was like, "You're talking about homosexuals, Viking, and all that stuff. This this is not gonna sell." I got Tower Records telling me shove this record up my ass and all that stuff. And then he does it again to him. He gets frustrated on the on the Eminem show. He shoots Steve Berman because <laughs> Steve keeps criticizing all his work. And then on relapse, Steve Berman is back with his arm in a sling and a bulletproof vest, and he has the gun on Eminem. He was like, "Let me hear the album and get out my office." Like he's like, "You shot me." So you know, he, so it was a recurring thing between Eminem. It's, it's classic with Eminem and Steve Berman. It's a and you want to talk about skits? Eminem. You want to talk about funny? Eminem is a funny dude, man. He has his share. Of skits but, as but, well, but you know it wasn't funny by Eminem. Which one? The skits on Encore. I didn't like the one about Michael Jackson. Sorry, I didn't guys. like that. And M calls Paul with the robotic voice. Hey, didn't like this it. is Paul. Yeah, that that was. Uh, it wasn't really. It didn't really make me laugh and stuff. Because we know Eminem could get you could give you some comedy sketch. I'm surprised he didn't do comedy business as well. But we know he will be like really explicit and raunchy with this shit. Speaking but, of him with the robot voice, he kind of stole your skit, Mac. <laughs> if you remember correctly, I knew you were going to say Insider. Come on, dude, that was coming. This is the matter with the whole of this. He stole your idea, man. What should we buy me on that? But listen, we don't we don't talk we don't talk about whack whack mixtapes out here, all right? Oh boy, there you go. Oh, here we go. <laughs> you know, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't talk about whack mixtapes, and we definitely don't discuss poisonous individuals. So let's keep it moving. Oh my oh. God, he uh, just don't learn. All right, next. <laughs> uh, listen, you don't support me, I don't support you. That's how I go. Let's let's continue. Uh, what else, but, you guys? But got? you know what? You know what? My favorite. Uh, it, it was not a skit by itself, but it's at the end of the song. Uh, Mob Deep, a hoe gonna be a hoe. Why you put that mm-hmm. shit down my throat? <laughs> <laughs> that phone call. Have yo, that that, that voicemail. Like, that voicemail at the end. She was yo. I don't understand how a woman could leave a voicemail like that. You put it in my <laughs> ass and put it th- put that shit down my throat. I still love you though. Uh, yeah, that was so funny. Oh man. <laughs> oh god, that was crazy. Yep, I remember that. Yeah, let me ask y'all a question. Cause uh, how y'all feel about public service announcement? I don't think that's an interlude. That's a song. Oh, oh, you mean Jay-Z's public service announcement? Yeah, because even in its song title, like, you'll see interlude in, in parentheses at the end. But that's not an interlude. They played on the radio a lot. And what, and what interlude you know is, is promoted like a single? That's Jay-Z, Jay-Z making up his rules. That's an excellent question. <laughs> and that's actually oh, one of his yeah. most quoted songs. Because how many times you didn't heard somebody just recite out of out of nowhere, "My name is Ho, H to the O V." All the time. All and the time. And he performs it as such. He does. Yeah. But yeah, that's true. He does perform it too by itself. Yeah. When he does a show, he will perform. In fact, a lot of times, that's how he starts the show. Yep. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned public service announcement. What was your man Serge the Entertainer doing on threats? He was part of I'm so sincere. I'm sincere. Drug money. Drug money. 
I'll chop you up, feed you. I'll chop you your mama's mama's mama's. <laughs> like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> I'll feed you this food and make you swallow. <laughs> Excellent. fool. Oh, I got a good one for you guys. Go ahead. One of my favorites on, on my favorite Mob Deep album, Hell on Earth. The setup to G.O.D. Part 3, Deep where part Havoc, three. Is <laughs> Havoc, Havoc is shooting somebody out of from the window. He has his, he has his rifle on uh, while they're watching Twilight Zone. He was like, yo, son, is that him over there, son? Yo, son. Word. Yo, he's right there, son. I'm going to hit him right through the window, son. And then all of a sudden, you hear the shots go, pop, pop, pop. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, y'all crazy. You don't want to go through the projects, man. You might get shot through the project window out of nowhere. You know what? You know what skit makes me laugh, and I and I feel like this man could do an album, a comedy skit album based on this fool. Your man Ghostface and that Woodrow the bass head fiend. Oh my lord! <laughs> wow. Off the Supreme. <laughs> Ghostface <laughs> makes movies, man. He makes movies. Movies, bro. <laughs> yo, I mean, yo, when I heard that skip with the whole thing with Woodrow, yo, I, yo, I laugh so hard. So yo, already like, he's like he brought Stark. He's like, what up, Doc? Yo, yo, what up, my motherfucking nigga? I'm like, yo, you just say he brought a Stark, and <laughs> you say what's up? He's like, Yo, he was like, yo, get these big niggas off me, man. Yo, Dro, you wildin', my G. Yo, let me get two. Let me get two, man. Let me get let me get two. Yo, Dro, you know I can't fuck with you like that, Dro. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> yo, so do y'all remember KRS-One's album, KRS-One? Yeah. Yes. Do you remember if you listen to the track Rappers Are In Danger and he has... A, I don't know, but I felt like KRS One was being a politician who needed endorsements on this on that on that album, cause like before the song starts, you have like ten people from Zulu Nation. Yo, this is so and so. We rocking with Blastmaster KRS One, like it drops for a radio station. Mm-hmm. I'm just. Like, I remember damn. that. I'm just like, damn, Chris. Like, like this is your album. It's not like you trying to get radio airplay. Like this is your album. Niggas bought this shit to listen to you. Why you need endorsements like you running for some type of office? On your own shit, right, right. You, you, because you, you know what KRS and, and he always talks about this all the time. Whenever he would get into a beef or a battle or a alter, you know, altercation, like because mm-hmm. he got into it. You guys remember with the X Clan? Yeah, he was he was about to get into some things with Ice Cube. He was, you know, he was like, "We're supposed to be all in this together. We're supposed to be brothers and sisters." So. He he like he it's like he he wanted to show unity. So by having all these people do like drops on the album or or, or do appearances like that, he was trying to promote that. I feel. Mm-hmm. Okay, makes. Sense. I got one for you guys. I got another one. What? A message to Benedict Arnold. No oh how boy. hard you try to be, here's oh what they boy. think about you. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then right like, next thing, talk about that. Talk about that, Candy man. You're a fan of that skit. <laughs> right, 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 right before uh, no Vaseline. Here's what they think about you. Here's what they think about you. <laughs> and you had you, you know, you know who was that woman that said, um, "Since Ice Cube is sucking so much in New York, could he come get some of this Chicago?" You know who that was? 
Who? That was Joel, guys. Figures. Really? Joel's from Death Row. Death Row. <laughs> yep, figures. She was around from the from that time rolling with Dre. So she was on that skit. <laughs> That was kind of crazy, yo, man. Speaking of speaking of West Coast, man, I know I mentioned um the tw- we mentioned the twenty sack pyramid earlier, and one of the things we mentioned is Tim Dog. But what the hell was this problem with the Michelet conversation? I oh that skit was so yo the way he made fun of Michelet's voice and everything. Yo, that was wrong. <laughs> that was so that wrong. was bad. That and what does that show you? That shows no rules. Everybody knew at that time that was Dre's girl, and he was going after. I'm like, yo. What did Michelle A do? She's an R&B singer. What's wrong with you, Tim Dog? <laughs> oh, and that's another thing. When we mentioned about skits, some people like talk. You never, you ever notice how people will talk in their um songs as if like the skits. Like, of course, we mentioned numerous times. I smell. I know where you're going. <laughs> I know where you're going. You, you gotta you go with it. Yeah. He's like, he's like, Irv, he's like, Irv. I see you in the back with a puff daddy. Don't act like you puff daddy in family. <laughs> Now he's a comedian on songs. But right. but well, the way he trash talks people be hilarious. Uh Candyman, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. How familiar are you with uh End of the Thirty Six Chambers? Very. Oh, Yo, man, where my killer tape at, yo? Where my killer tape at, son? How you don't have it, but I let you hold it, man? Nah. <laughs> Just the conversation the with Method Man and Rayquan. That that conversation about the Enter the 36 Chambers had me concerned, because on the skit, I think it was either before or after Cream, they talking about taking the hanger and sodomizing your ass and all types of shit. That was the that was that was leading up to the song M E T H O D man. It was part of the song where he he was like torture. Yeah, yo, uh, yo, what what did he say? I'll tie you to a bedpost and have your nuts laid out or all that crazy stuff. I'll I'll sew your a hole clothes and keep feeding you and feeding you. I'll 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 pull your tongue out and stab it with a rusty screwdriver. <laughs> yo, they're I'm crazy. Just man. like yo, what I'm like yo, is this what niggas is Staten Island be on? torture nah <laughs> it was torture that's some sick shit oh guys a classic classic intro we gotta bring this up guys the notorious big ready to die to die yep it's one of the greatest intros i've ever heard can you guys talk about that break right. that bad boy down man because what 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 is it it's the it's the beginning it's the beginning of big when he was born to when he was a kid, to where he's robbing on the train with his friend, like, and and then and then he gets out of jail. Let's talk about that. Well, go ahead, Tio, since you're our resident East Coast expert. Well, I ain't that much a resident East Coast expert, but you can go but first. Wasn't that perfect intro, Mac, with the '70s sample when Big was born and everything. Hey, man. I mean, like, this is why at one point, Ready to Die is one of the greatest albums of all time. Like, one of the top 20, 10, doesn't matter, greatest albums of all time because the intro was one of the perfect things. It led into the tracks, and it gave you the concept of the album as well, though. It's a Curtis Mayfield uh, Superfly. Shout out to Curtis Mayfield. Oh, God, one of the greatest engineers of old school R&B. 
goes into 1979 with, with the Sugar Hill Gang. Then you get to Audio 2's Top Villain, which, which lets you know what year it is and what Big was doing. He was a stick-up kid at the time. Yeah. And then when he gets out in 1993, you hear the shiznit in the background when he gets out of jail. Yeah, the shiznit, meaning Snoop. <laughs> oh, Christopher? Christopher never sold drugs. Oh, man. Come on with that crap, man. Why do you believe that work is a supermarket? We all know Biggie's past and Biggie's history and people that confirmed. So don't listen to that supermarket crap. Stop bringing up that whack movie, man. Yo, but that was it. That's not a fake documentary. That documentary won awards, man. It sold millions. But, um... Now, speaking of of Biggie, I hate to bring this particular skit up. And we're gonna gonna go into 1995 on Only for Built for Cuban Things. I knew it. I I knew Shark Biters. Shark Biters, yeah. Red Corner Ghost. Mm-hmm. They was like, yeah, when they came up with something, not, no niggas bit off of Nas shit, and you know what I'm saying. Niggas caught this little album, boom, they done a Nas to this shit. <laughs> they was they, pissed. They, 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 threw, they threw Nas in the fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nah, but one of the greatest intros of all time is, uh, <clears throat> hold on, I gotta, I gotta do it right. Uh, in inner chart, in inner chart news, Tupac, a.k.a. Machiavelli. Mm-hmm. Yo, my bad. He was like Jay-Z of Hawaiian Sophie fame. Victorious <laughs> P.I.G., Big Little Big, Whatever, and Mob Little Sleep. Or whatever. And <laughs> 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 my nigga said Mob uh, that Sleep. Is so funny. That was funny as hell. That was hilarious. <laughs> and for those of y'all who don't know, well, so, so Jay-Z at that point in time was in a, uh, a couple years before he was in a Jazzo uh, video called Hawaiian Sophie, and they was in what, what was they in Hawaiian shirts and, and yeah, you know, they were in Hawaiian things. shirts. Yeah, exactly. They had on Hawaiian shirts and big hats and all that. Yeah. Oh man, my, my man. Go 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 ahead, Alpha. I'm gonna let you finish. Go finish, nah, Alpha. I got something to rebuttal after that. My Uh-oh. man Pac was leaving no no stone unturned. Uh, he was like, uh, uh, and the reporter says at the end. He was interviewing somebody. He was like, why even get these niggas started? Go on, T.O. I mentioned about how 50 talks trash. This one was worse. Like, you know how, like, well, like, Hit Em Up. Like, you know, everybody brings up Hit Em Up as one of the greatest diss tracks. Or it's like same level with no Vaseline. But Pop makes his own skits with the trash talking at the end as the song keeps going. What else? What, against All Eyes? No. What was that song he did dissing Only My Deep and Jay Z? Only You're My Deep about and Jay Z. Oh, yeah, when he was word, he was like, he's like Jay Z. That's why when you said a Y and Sophie, that's the first thing I thought of. He's like Jay Z. Look at your funeral, big dick soaking lips. How you gonna be one Sophie one year and tough ass mouth the next year? Nigga, my memory dead. You about to busy? Bang, you dead. <laughs> Oh, Pac had so much venom. He had so much venom in his voice, man, whenever he spoke. Nah, but that that intro on a Machiavelli album, I could never forget it. Oh, uh, it's it's it. Pac was scary, man. And referred and referred to all of them as whack rappers. Mm-hmm. 
he didn't play around. Uh, 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 back with Eminem, you guys know uh, Ken Kniff from Connecticut? Yes. <laughs> what I are, remember. Where, where does that get this stuff? This is Ken Kniff from Connecticut. I'm like, where does that get this stuff from? Like, it, it was just so crazy, man. Oh, uh, what about these nuts? You remember that one? <laughs> that, shout out to Warren G for talking to that girl. He was like, "Hey man, uh, you know, uh, did uh, how, how'd that go again? Did uh, what's his name get at you the other day? Who these nuts? <laughs> oh, oh, let's not forget one of the greatest lead-ins to one of the greatest tracks of all times. He once was a thug from around the way. Easy, <laughs> bitch, shut the fuck up. Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> Yo, yo, Easy E was crazy, man. <laughs> Bro, yo, I, can't, was kinda funny. I, I can't think about the beat from that song. Without thinking about that skit first. Hey, you guys mentioned Pack and the Mac earlier. Yo, part one was like a movie. <laughs> but what was up with part two? You need to yo. tell me part, Pun ends up in a shootout, Mac. Guys, he's easy to shoot out. He's he, was like, he's like, he was like, he's like, hey, yo, hey, yo, man, you shot me. Yeah, you, you, you got hit. Yeah. Oh, you won't be all right. <laughs> what the fuck? But no, then I, the second one, shoot your old man, and you didn't even give a damn. No, no, but here's the thing. He, he shot him. He tried to kill him. But he was like, he was like, he was like, yo, man, I got hit, hit in my leg, man. Where are you gonna live? I'll be all right. <laughs> shot him again. But my, wait, but my part wait. is, what's up? But wait, finish that one because I wanna I wanna tell another one. Oh well, well I'm saying in part two, Cuba Link sees the blood on Punt's shirt, and, Punt, <laughs> and, and he was like, "No, listen, 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 don't, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. I took care of it." He was like, "I was packing the mac in the back of the act." You was what? You was packing the mac in the back of the act? Yeah. Oh, packing the mac in the back of the act, packing the mac in the back. I was like, "Y'all thinking <laughs> after a shootout?" <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. But go ahead, Matt. Go to yours. What, nah, but what was your man... Yo, your man was wild on that Funkmaster Flex skit, bro. Who are we talking about? Big pun. When, <laughs> when he had that interview with Funkmaster Flex, he was getting Oh, my God. That was so your funny. Your man was getting head <laughs> while recording. Yo, listen. Funk he Master was actually Flex. getting head. <laughs> Funkmaster Flex was dying laughing during that <laughs> because basically Pug was cursing on the radio. And and, and, and then Pug was like, yo, relax, maybe it's me from the Bronx. You know what I mean? And Flex, Flex was like, yeah, you're right, you're right. So he was like, uh, what did Pug say? He was like, yeah, you know, uh, we run Triznet, but you can't look directly at our asses, me and me and Joe. We're like two wild bears. And <laughs> Flex just started cracking up dying on the radio. It was too funny. Oh man, yo, that's funny as hell, yo. <laughs> you know, you know what album doesn't get enough credit for 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 skits that nobody talks about? Which one? Two thousand one by Dre. Mm. Oh lord, talking about that. One. Which one? Which one? Which one are we going to? I like pause for porno is my shit. On that. <laughs> yo, yo, anything with Eddie Griffin just takes the list. Jake Steed, the the porn star, was in Pause for Porno, but Eddie Griffin stole the show, man. Oh, oh and, and on education. <laughs> oh my god. Yo, education uh, was one of the uh, A black man is a pimp. Well, the biggest pimp on planet Earth is her mama. It's her mama that said, "Get a guy that got a good car, girl." He like, you knew when you got with the nigga, he already had a woman. 
<laughs> he already had a woman. But you yeah, know he had a family, but you booked him anyway. <laughs> Mama yeah, was a hoe. I was weekend pussy. I had you to keep it, but he is good because he take care of his real family. <laughs> <laughs> and Griffin is the best. <laughs> that was prom right there. Oh, that was great, man. 1999 was the recording session. Eddie Griffin came through and it was there. But uh... <laughs> oh my lord, funny as hell. But um. Are there any skits or intros or interludes you guys don't like? Hmm. That's a good question. That I, on, well, besides, on, on, well, we already talked about Eminem's on, 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 on rappers On rappers that we like? Or, 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 I mean, you're asking in general. In general. Hmm. I got one for you on the, on the Puffy Forever album. Where the mad rapper is 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 dreaming that he got robbed by Puffy, like Puffy actually stuck him up. It just sounded so dumb. Like he was like, "Yo, man, you robbing me? Yeah, take that, take that. Give up the jewels, bad boy." It just sounded stupid. I agree. That, that's 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 a good question, though. I'm thinking. I'm I got another one for you. I got one for you on the. This is an album I don't hear anybody talking about. Now, Rough Riders, you know, they got the volume one, they got the volume two. Nobody talks about volume three because what was there to talk about with volume three? There's a skit on there that's so dumb. There's these two guys in the car, they're getting pulled over by the cops, and they got the, you know, they were smoking weed. And then he was like, man, you want to put it out? Put it in your hole. I'm like, huh? Like, yeah, that's uh... about taking the marijuana joint and sticking it up their rear. I'm like, huh? Uh, okay. I never what? even heard Volume Three. I didn't even know there was a Volume Three. A lot of people don't know because this, at the time with Rough Riders, the the sand in the hourglass was really pouring out at the time. Like, because they were all doing their own solo things, so to try to come back together to do a compilation, it was dang near impossible. And if they did it, they the chemistry was gone. I'm not even gonna lie. You know what skit that I might get heat for this. You know a skit that I was like, eh, it was all right. Pac-Man skit from DMX. I get you. I get you. You're talking about flesh in my flesh. Pac-Man. Flesh of blood in my blood. Pac-Man skit. Uh, that was, uh, I agree I, with you. I could care less about that skit. I'm you not remember that skit, pal? You remember yeah, that Yeah, I do. I do. I do, actually. Yeah, where where they were talking to Pac-Man and he lived on the block. He, yeah. He, Sold. They, they they took over the block and yeah it, it just yeah Pac-Man didn't really do it. he's like it hey, was up Pac-Man yeah it just didn't work you nigga to me man right five years where were you five years ago I was locked up man yeah he was that was it was it was high but I ain't really like care for you know much. you know you, you and 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 Candyman this goes back to what you were bringing about about skits you know who doesn't have too many but sometimes we'll do it, but they don't really talk about his skits. Nas. Nas. Yeah. Mm. Nas is not really known for skits. Because Nostradamus had a skit, right? About, what was that, the eye drops? I, when the eye drops, eyes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about that one. But then you had the little, you had the little snippet before, what was that? Uh, what was that, Rewind? Yeah. What's the rewind where where he's playing dice on the block? Yeah. Oh yes. 
Yes. That was a little that was a little quick one in there, but still Matic is a classic, so. Now, a lot of people are going to give me some heat for this, but the Muddy Waters album by Redman had quite a oh. few skits I really didn't care for. Oh, yes, it did have a lot of skits on there. Yes. Bro, chick, Chicken Head Convention? Come on. Oom flocka locka locka locka. That's the song that the Chicken Heads make. Yes. And then, how many... I mean, I understand that Superman Lover is a is a, uh, is a continuous theme in Redman albums, but how many how many times I'm gonna how many times we gonna revisit that? Superman lover. <laughs> That's a classic. This the and this and uh I think the the, the stick up wasn't really one that I was uh too fond of neither. Who stole the satellite van was funny to me on Doc's name. Yeah. That, that was funny. <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't really feeling that. You know what else? The intro to Three Six Mafia when the smoke clears, I really didn't care for neither. Mm. I don't know why, but when you morph the the voice into like that devil voice, I yeah. I, I just want to hit skip. Yeah, I I I don't blame you. Yeah, I'm not really. wasn't really feeling that. You know what's funny? With that pack back earlier. Yo, Chris, you, you ain't gonna believe this. Someone was playing the prelude from Kingdom Come, but I heard the whole thing from Painty the Ass when he was like, you know, you got this finish in your head about. <laughs> what you gonna do it? Step hustle. <laughs> oh, you know what? You guys just reminded me. You mentioned Ghostface. All them joints from the Sonny Carson film. Sonny Carson, yes. Oh man, that's right. I gotta take them off of here. There's only one, and it's me. And then you got the other one from the song, what was that? All that I got is you. All that I got is you, yeah. What they give you blood, man. You supposed to be home with your mama. Like you, you realize that, like, one album taking skits from an entire movie? That's a genius. Where you could just take bits and pieces from an entire movie and just put it together. Mm-hmm. Well, Ghostface was a fan of, you know, old school movies. Old school seventies cinemas, black 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 expectation, yeah, yeah, yeah. yep, black all that. films, yeah, all that is great. A lot of people have used it. Ghostface is very notorious for that. But you know how many movies have been used, like you know, black films in the seventies into skits, like Superfly. Forget it. You know how many times people even took the that whole samples, like what the fuck you gonna do except hustle? That has been like. How many times has that particular part from what was it, Superfly or the Mac? Which one was it? I think it was the Mac. The Mac. You know how many times people use that particular line in many albums, including skits? Forget it. That's a fact. You know, speaking of Ghostface, on Supreme Clientele, that Clyde Smith skit is actually one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Clyde Smith or 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 uh, Raekwon? Which one? <laughs> no, Cl- Clyde Smith, sir. No, because Raekwon is Clyde Smith. That's no, I, I, no, I know that. <laughs> oh, man. Which one are you talking about? You talking about the one at the very end where he's talking about 50? Yeah, the very end. Matt, can you tell me what the... What, what was that? I always knew 50 was a... What did he call him? Uh, uh, what, you remember what he called him? <laughs> I forgot. It's been a while since I heard the Clyde Smith's uh, uh, skit. Him a, he called him a da dum da dum nigga. <laughs> what does that I mean, mean? I mean, fifty had a, I mean, fifty had a coming, you know. Yeah, well, because he stuck Ray Ghost and Rizzo for the funny rings, <laughs> and he called P and Silk the Shock in Miami. Let's not forget. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> oh, let's not forget Juvenile too. 
Is it for his cash money piece? Even his gold teeth? <laughs> Y'all are terrible. That I was mean, great. 50's terrible. That was great. That was Slick funny. Rick, he went after P. Silk. Even Will and Jada's ass down in Miami. You know who else doesn't get enough credit, guys? Um, on the death certificate album had a bunch of stuff too for Ice Cube. You Ice had the Robin Cube. Lynch. Bro, let Rob- me tell you the the death certificate album. That skit Plenty. where he's in, where he's in the hospital for his shit hanging sideways. Oh, the clinic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's talking to the guy about you know uh, oh, physical. You know that he's like, what's the matter? You burning? <laughs> That was funny. But what does that tell you? They're talking about the HIV virus. They're talking about all these different diseases. They're talking about safe sex. You even had you even had you you even had the Jimmy hat interlude. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> AIDS was at an all time high back then, that's why. Exactly. So to have him talk about that, you know what I mean? And remember he, he had uh he had Khalid Muhammad all over his albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing doing intros and especially the one on uh, Lethal Injection where he was taught with, with with the song okay? where he was like, "Give me a black guarded sister, I can't resist her. No stringy haired, blue eyed, buttermilk complexion, recessive, depressive, iron board backside, straight up and straight down." Your comic Muhammad was rapping. <laughs> that was funny. Lord. Oh, but let's not forget, while we're on the topic of Ice Cube, right? And you mm. want to talk about skits. Yo, niggas, what's happening out there? Oh, no. <laughs> there he goes again, big bias. Ice Cube and uh, we serving y'all salted niggas hot wings, nigga. Y'all better realize this is good. and peace shit. So motherfucking trill. I mean, so motherfucking real when niggas from the Sizz out and niggas from the West and the East and the motherfucking North hook up and show y'all motherfuckers it don't matter where you're from is how you come because we all about to cheddar, nigga, the green motherfucking Benjamin. You heard me? We gonna stay body, body, ride ride And y'all real niggas, this shit for y'all. Oh, man. Hot wags, nigga. We all eat the hot wags. <laughs> What's you a wang? What's a you wang? You know what's funny? I just thought of something. You know which? You know which intro makes me laugh like an idiot because unfortunately this guy, well apparently this, uh, I would say a legend in the um, industry, I would say as entertainment, must have had a Bun B moment. Remember how Bun B came on the whole uh, sipping on some scissor, just cussing like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Just cussing. Yo, like- rate more for the Dolomite intro on No Limit Top Dog? Yeah, that was Rudy Ray Moore. <laughs> yeah, it was Rudy Ray Moore, yes. Yo, your man <laughs> was like, yo, this is for all you no business band rap soup eating. What he said? Junkyard pepper guts? <laughs> what the fuck? It's a junkyard pepper guts. I have no idea what I've never heard that before. And That's then crazy. the old Dolomite skit again later on on the album. He's done a lot of skits in hip hop, Mr. Dolomite. Mm. He worked with Kane. He did some joints with Kane. <laughs> he, in fact, he was on the Buster Rhymes album. He was yes. on When Disaster Strikes. That's <laughs> Yo, that skit has me dying. You remember what he said on there? He was like, he was like, yes, it's time to have sex with more bitches than before. More bitches, more and more and more. 
<laughs> that was so funny. Mm-mm. Oh Lord, oh Lord. Like I said, skits are just hilarious. You know, you know, we always got to talk about, uh, like one of the most quotable skits. Not really a skit. It's just really quick, like maybe five seconds. Of course, QG. This goes up to your rap father. He was like, he was like, yo, L Cool J is yo, shut up. He was like, yo, we think we can do it again, right? Another album. Yo, I love that part. You talk about for big endeavor. Yeah, the on the L tip. Yeah, on the L tip. I like. Yeah, boy. NWA interpret that on the end of Days of Way Back. Yes, they did. They did use it. They used the same thing. Yes, shout out to L. They 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 took that same part. He's like, jokes on you. Another album. The joke's on you, Jack. <laughs> hey, um, hey, Candyman, question for you. Yes, sir. You're a Beastie Boys guy. Do they have anything you like? The Beastie Boys skits? Mm, mm, not really. Okay. I will tell you an a underrated intro, though. Mm. The Junior Mafia album. Oh, okay. Like, Very underrated, yes. Like, and don't get me wrong, I don't like much on that album, but the intro is is, is on point. For the record, you're talking about what was that? Conspiracy. Conspiracy, yes, sir. Okay, yes. Yeah, the album have the album is something to be desired. They had some hits and misses on there. I expected more because you know Big Executive produced it, but that's a different story. Well, he wanted to give those guys some shine, you know, Chico, Larceny, Klepto. I like Klepto. He was he was one of my favorites in the group. Uh, Kim, of course, Queen B, always did her thing. So yeah. Yo, you know what song could have been a? You know what song I felt like was a skit in extended form? Mm-hmm. Super Ho by BDP. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been a skit. Oh my goodness, you're absolutely right. Yo, that song is funny. Scott LaRock had him all. It is a super. <laughs> <laughs> that was a crazy, crazy song, man. Yo, you know it what skit? Been. You know what skit actually uh, makes me laugh to this day? What's up? Uh, so on Warren G album, the um, fuck, the name of the album is is slipping me, but it's the, it's the album with Regulate on Def Jam. Uh, Regulate Regulate G-Funk, G-Funk era. Funk era. Yeah, that's it. The 1994 Ho Draft. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> With the first overall pick of the 1994 Ho Draft. Yo, you know what I just thought of? And, it, oh, damn. I wonder if anyone remembers it and remember this. Y'all, 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 y'all familiar with um, the record company skit by E-40? Mm, yes. Somewhat. I don't know, man. Like, I forgot how it goes, but I remember something about a record company skit. <laughs> and he was talking about somebody like, yo, let me speak to the president of the company. Well, you mean Mr. Solomon? Yeah, yeah, that dude, Ralph, that's his name. And he was like, he was like, yo, yo, I'm in a conference call, man. What kind of shit is this, man? I get a letter that you, in the mail that you dropping me and shit. <laughs> yo, he was mad. Yo, that whole conversation was just, like, going back and forth. Yo, I, I forgot I forgot most of it, but I remember something about the record company because Homeboy got dropped. That shit was hilarious. 
One of my favorites is, is the uh, Jay Jerkin skit on Kiss the Game Goodbye. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it, was with, it was with Sheik. It was with Jada. And it was Jay Hood. Yo, it, 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 he was like, hey, yo, Jay Jerkin. Yo, it, it, you know, Jada was basically playing the role of CEO, and he's robbing Jay Hood out of his money. I get the skit. I get the idea because I thought that was a little shot at Puffy because, you know, they were going through it with their publishing. So they wanted to make a skit talking about you. It was raping you records was the name of it. <laughs> wow. I was like, oh, man, that was kind of crazy. That was crazy. Unbelievable. Uh, on, on the 504 Boys album on the intro, uh, you hear Romeo. He walks into the room and, and, he, and he sees Master P. He goes, Dad. And Master P, he goes, yeah, son. You done playing basketball? Nah, son. Them haters didn't want to see me in the league. I don't know why, but that that shit just got me. Like, damn. Like this nigga didn't sound depressed. He he got cut from the Raptors. Well, you know he he went in there. He scored three points in one minute, and he went back yeah. to the bench. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I also did the same thing myself too. <laughs> <sighs> why do I even bother? <laughs> Nah, but skits. I feel like skits don't 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 get enough credit. And um, yo, those quick grooves, man. The quick grooves. Those, those were good interludes, man. Mm-hmm. I love part three. Part three is my favorite off the Safe and Sound album. I love that. I love that one. You know which one is my favorite one? And it's only on his greatest hits. Quick, quick groove eight. Really? No, That's no, se- no, seven. Sorry. Seven is your favorite. Seven is my favorite. Wow. Three, two. And one I really, really, really like. What I mean, the others are great too, but three is my is my top one. What about you, Mac? That's a good question. I I, I might go with the same order you do, but I might yeah. I'm gonna have to listen to them again just in case. It's been a while. Yeah. I mean, part three is just you could put part three on one on one point nine, the old radio station that used to play jazz music. <laughs> oh, CD one one point nine. I knew you would know about that one. <laughs> Thanks for going to it. That was always my channel. I still listen to smooth jazz. It's great, man. It's great. That, that's a good one there. The, um, the, um, what was I going to say? Oh, even the um the Summertime reprise by uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. That's a good interlude, too. Yes, mm. it is. Yes, it is. It's very good. I feel like a lot of these interludes don't don't get don't get the credit. You know what interludes used to make me? Oh, actually, scary skits and interludes. Uh-oh. Onyx. They're <laughs> always robbing somebody. There's always they're always putting somebody <laughs> in the trunk. You do not want to be around those guys at all. I was like, yo, I don't want to be around none of these guys because they're right. <laughs> what, what, what was the other one for nothing? The skit on Shut Them Down? Yes. Oh, <laughs> Yo, Sticky Fingers and Fredro used to bug me out because they're robbing them. They're putting them in the trunk. They're shooting them. <laughs> nah, nothing was bad. With, uh, nothing was worse than it was Onyx. So your man oh, Sticky God. Fingers, he was like, yo, get him out the fucking trunk. Hurry up. You like, got three seconds to tell me who it was. Who it was? It was Onyx. See, was that so hard? Kill him. No, no, point blank. <laughs> Yo, Styles P was another one. His skits? Oh, Lord. When he threw the dude off the roof? <laughs> I forgot about Styles' skits. And, and you know what? And, and, and gentlemen, I'm glad you brought up because it's like a movie. Because he continued that. On his Gangster and the Gentleman album. Gentleman the album, same yep. characters, 
the same characters from the skit on the Rough Riders joint came together. So it's like a recurring theme. It's like when you listen to the album and then you listen to the album after that, it continues the story. That's what he made it so mass, good, too. He had mad skits on that album, though. A lot of skits. Technically, of that skits. album was long as hell anyway, but he had mad skits. Gangsta and the Gentleman, you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, it was like 22 tracks or something like that. He put in work on that album. Remember the barbershop skip? skip? I remember the yeah yeah he's in the barbershop <laughs> and the, and he's and, and he's talking about the album and yeah it was it, it was it was pretty good definitely do very good. Do y'all remember off Prodigy's H N I C the first one, the uh, the skit in the drive through? Oh lord! Ah yes. Oh drive- man. <laughs> yo, yo. You know what my favorite part about interludes are, though, and outros? Sometimes you, you, you get verses from people who don't normally rap. True. Like, uh, on that same album, on the outro, he got uh, he got bars and hooks on and, and littles on the uh, uh, rapping on there. Yes, yes, bars and hooks. And, and yeah, shout out shout out Mike DeLorean. From, he's a member of Bars and Hooks. I haven't heard uh, nothing from Bars and Hooks or Littles since then. Yeah, 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 that's true. Uh, half a mil. We spoke about half a mil on the on on the episode. With, yeah, with, when we when we spoke to Tasha. Yep. Yeah. Spoke to Tasha. Yes, half a mil on AZ's album, on pieces on pieces of a man. Half a mil has an interlude on there where he's rapping, and it and it was just so good. You know, rest in peace, half a mil. Yep. R.I.P. Half a mil. But um, there was one that that was just on the on the, on uh, on in front of my mind, and I I, I it completely slipped out. It'll come back to you. But um, ah, here we go. Um, on the uh, do y'all remember now? Do y'all remember on the QB uh on the QB's finest uh compilation? They had Ron Artest on on a skit before a song. Yep. Get in the PJs. Yeah. <laughs> yo, this, yo, this Ron Artest of the Chicago Bulls. If I can make it, it, it proves anybody can make it. I'm like, God damn, Ron. Yeah. Shout, shout out to Meta World Peace. Shout out to Meta World Peace, cause you know, if you didn't hit that miracle shot that nobody wanted you to take, the Lakers would have never got a second championship back to back in 2010. That is a fact. Shout out to you. Shout out to you, Meta World Peace, for that. I would have never auctioned. I would have never auctioned off my ring, though. Nope. I'm keeping my championship. Because that what was, was the only. Go ahead. No, no. Hold on. I'm, I'm just thinking of something. I'm glad you mentioned that because it brings me to a gentleman that we talked about before. Y'all ready for this one? Oh, are they? Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Not Free Willy. Not Free Willy. <laughs> oh, stop it. But that outro about nothing was cool, though. Because it was an outro about nothing. Oh, my God. <laughs> you go on. Well, what I'm talking about uh, is uh, is uh, Cannabis with Mike Tyson. Oh, oh boy. Second round knockout. You, the way Mike Tyson is talking on there always gets me laughing. Eat, 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 MCs for breakfast, lunch, do Eat, eat, MCs for lunch, breakfast. And your man had to get him back over. Mike Tyson, I love that part. Yo, yo, Mac. Yo, Mac, one of these days you and I, when we link up again, man, we got to listen to that song and just sit back and laugh, man. <laughs> the way LL went on that record. Oh, jeez, because I eat, 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 MC. 
yo, how you diss one person and another person both in the same line like that, yo? Even 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 in, in the middle of the song when he was like, "See, I I eat 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 eat." <laughs> yo, how many times was... are you gonna say eat? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "That's hip hop. That's hip hop for y'all." <laughs> ah, that was funny. Yo, you know which? Yo, you know which skit that was goofy as hell? Y'all remember the phone interlude from Confessions of Fire by Cameron? Yes. Oh Is this the one where he's talking to the where he's talking to the girl, right? Word. He was like, that skit like, is funny. That skit is funny. <laughs> he's like, yo, tell by and tell you, calm down. You don't even me talking right, dog. <laughs> yo, Cameron. Yo, I get on Cameron like after Confessions of Fire, but the way he speaks makes me laugh. He in was person. like, no. He was like, no. I'm not coming to see you. <laughs> When you gonna come clean my house, yo? What's this beast? Go state your name. Yo, that shit was Larry. That was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what I'm saying. He's like, nah, nah. I mean, I was like, yo. And and I think Tawasi would kill us if we don't mention about the carnival, where where with, with a down low <laughs> hole and and, uh, and 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 the judge and all that crazy stuff that they was doing. Oh my god. Oh that my god. Just, that was that was throughout the entire album. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was funny. I see why he likes the carnival. I mean, carnival was a good album. Don't get Very me good. No, Very it good. is. And if you, and if anybody knows, if anybody, shout out to our homeboy Tawazi. If anybody knows Tawazi, that's that that's right up his alley. Indeed. Yep. I mean, eighty nows. But um, you know who had a weird interlude? Oh, who's that? This is on um on OG original gangster by Ice T, and Ooh. he's just I think it's the song I think it's the track uh, MVPs if I'm not mistaken. He's just shouting out everybody. He yeah. shouts out everybody from Boogie Down Productions to even he even said it. He goes he goes NWA or Ice Cube. He says I don't remember exactly what he said word for word, but he said something to the effect of Yo, y'all need to make up. I remember yeah. when he said that. I'm just like, damn, but and yo, that interlude went on for like two minutes. He was shouting people out. Yes, he was. I mean, you thought that was weird. He he wanted Ice Ice Cube and NWA to make up. Yeah, cause like yo, this is not the time for that. Talk your shit. No, I mean he he's cool with both. I think he he saw the significance and the impact that they had as a group together. So he and, and it was getting ugly, you know. Fights was breaking out. It was it was getting crazy. So Ice T, being who he is, who came out before them, he spoke like the OG and said, "Yo, y'all need to stop that and squash you, it." Now, now you know which intro has me baffled. What's up? Which I'll one? just I'll just play it. Never understood this. Oh, Pac, you're talking about on the... Uh, uh, are, are you, you still, still down? down? Still down. Like, oh, it doesn't yeah. say... It don't say nothing. It's just a guitar string and and drug lords, bitch. And I'm just like, okay. Well, you got to remember, you got to remember, was that not the first album after Machiavelli? It yep. was. That's that was the idea. It was like, because he said, you can't kill me. It was like a, It was like a resurrection thing from what I took of it. Like, Hearing Pac laugh after his death. It was like a get back. That's what I took. He's like, he's still alive. I agree. I agree. That's what that was about. Because 
Who would have thought that we were going to get more Pac albums after his death? Oh, they God, more and more and more and more and more. Kept and dropping. More yeah. So I get you. I get your confusion, Al. But to me, and, and, Mac, and Mac says he agrees, that's what that was about. Yeah, it did sound like a resurrection. Because, again, like QG said, this is the first album. Like, Machiavelli came out, even though it was recorded while he was still alive, but two months later, you know, that's when we finally saw Machiavelli album after he died in September. But Are You Still Down is officially the the real Posmus album. And I, I sort of took it that way, too. One of my favorites, uh, back to Lethal Injection, is with Ice Cube, where he's walking down the street, and he was like, Hey, what's up, homie? Uh, why are you just standing here staring up at the sky? I'm waiting on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord? Yes, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So you ain't going to do nothing with your life but just stay here and wait for Jesus Christ? Yep. And then later on in the album, he comes back. He's like, damn, you still standing here? He's like, yes, sir. So you don't mind if I take your Rolex or your car, do you? Nope. Jesus Christ will give me another one. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. funny. Now you know who had a week who had a week uh intro? Who's that? Uh I didn't really care for uh the intro to the sun rises in the east. The root of damage? Yeah. Really? Uh, I, don't I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. You talking about the beat in the background and him talking. Yeah. Even even perverted monks in the house. I thought that was cool. Like, because Jay Rule was using the whole ninja monk spiritual, you know, the sun rises and sets in the east. Because, you know, he, he, he's also, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, his religious beliefs, Islam. Yes. The whole thing with the sun rises and sets in the east, you know, that's part of the prayer. So mm. that's what I took. And he really was pushing his religious beliefs on that album. But you thought it was weak? Like, you expected him to just go out the gate and just, yeah. just rap over Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like Wrath of Math is better than Sunrise in the East, but that's a debate uh, on the top of the Oh, seriously? You think the Wrath of Math is better than the first album? I, I don't know that. No. This first album was always better. Not, I mean, I'm not saying I don't like the Sunrises in the East, but... I think I think that's his best album. The other the, the one we mentioned just now, that's not that's actually a good album. But the sun rises. Rap, rap for math, math is cool, but the sun rises and sets in the east. Look at the look at the songs on there. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah, my. you can't you can't stop you the can't profit. Stop with the profit. Correct. Ain't the devil happy? Ain't the devil happy? That's another one. Mental stamina was that it? Mm-hmm. Yep. But oh, oh yeah. let, me, let me let me let me mention one more thing. We talk about Ludacris and how he has comedy sketches. What was the one on word of mouth when him and I twenty were going back and forth about the hoes and then his mama called in and and, and stuff? That that rings a bell. You said it was on word of mouth. Yeah, it was a skit between him and I twenty, and it was talking about how how they was talking about hoes and Ludacris like, yo man, you gotta stop calling them hoes and stuff, and then. And then I next thing, the girl was on the phone, and then the mama came out of nowhere, and everything like near the end of the conversation. Oh, oh that you talking about hoeware? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was hilarious. I thought for a second you were going to bring up Southern Fried intro. 
Oh, I forget about that. He's like, man, if I had done a little Chris album, man, I'm, I'll be in these streets. <laughs> Yo, let's not forget. Shout out, shout outs to Nelly on Country Grammar. He had Cedric the Entertainer on the intro and the outro. Oh, that's that the stuff was connection. The same Cedric that was on Nellyville. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, St. Louis enjoyed, connection. Yeah, St. Louis. He, he had them all over it. Yep. St. Louis connection in the house. It's great when you can have actual actors and comedians and stuff. Like, you just dawned on me, American Gangster. Idris Elba was on the intro. Yeah. <laughs> well, that makes sense <laughs> since he was in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Was it Tango? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was in the intro of the, uh, of the Jay-Z album. When you can have actual celebrities actors and and all that stuff comedians or sports well, figures well, well, I, just, well, I just i just noticed like anyone who's named tango in a movie you bound to die like like Idris Elba, you dead doc Cheeto and brooks finest you dead <laughs> no you dying. know what's funny you mentioned actors on the skits so on snoop dogs the game is to be sold not to be told my my personal favorite you know did you realize on 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 their version of Gangsta Gangsta with with, with Snoop and C Murder, the little intro in the beginning? You know that's Eddie Griffin getting sh- shook down in the dice game. Yes, yes, that was Eddie Griffin. A lot of people don't know that's Eddie Griffin. That was Eddie Griffin. Yes. Yeah, and it makes sense because uh, they was filming Foolish at the time. Yeah, he got you know, paid a million dollars for that. But uh, you know, you know which. You know, you know, I'm gonna bring this up. And this is gonna be way left field and possibly off topic. Every time I hear this track, I always felt like it was more of a skit than a song. Well, Even that, though it's an actual song, but it, to me, it felt like a skit. I don't know why this fool did this, but it made me laugh. Many people should remember this. No sex in the champagne room. What was your man Chris Rock doing? <laughs> Chris Rock and Gerald Levert. Oh, oh man. God. <laughs> I always felt that was more of a skit than the actual song. I mean, Chris Rock did release an album. He did release an album. Speaking, speaking, speaking of Chris Rock, this song should have never happened. On the Space Jam soundtrack, oh, they got a basketball, Jones. That sounded like a three. That, that, that's not no song. That's just a skit. It's just him talking it's, shit. It's a good song with Barry White, man. Get out of here. <laughs> just the basketball, Jones. Just the basketball, Jones. Speaking it, so that, that shows that it was good. Yeah. I, right. I'll tell you what song didn't make sense. Big Daddy Kane and Barry White. Oh, God. Off the Taste of Chocolate album. Yeah, Kane uh, wasn't even rapping. He was just no. talking while Barry White was playing the piano and talking in his deep voice. <laughs> oh, man. Man, I, I don't know. I haven't heard Big Daddy Kane pass this Big Daddy thing. You know, ain't nobody checking him on Taste of Chocolate. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't do that to Kane, man. Don't do what that. What you mean? Don't do that. Everybody listen, got a cutoff listen, point, bro. Listen, listen to "Looks Like a Job." Listen to that one, uh, bro. Or Daddy's home. He's got some good songs on that, bro. You know what? You know what I just realized. I'm gonna go on topic again. Remember? Now I know this is a rap lab. I mean, this is the rap uh, podcast. Remember Keith Murray rapping on Mary J's Blige album in this one yes. little interlude? Yes. Was it on the My Life album? Because he was using the, that song, which I think was originally supposed to be for him, but then it got to Biggie, and he was rapping like like a freestyle on Mary J. Blige's album. Like It was supposed to be Mary, Keith Murray, Murray and Big. And Big, yes. It was a, but the, the label was like, no, nah, this song is way too gangster and way too hard for a Mary album, so we're not going to put it on there. Can you mm-hmm. imagine if they did put Keith Murray and Big with Mary? 
You know, you know what outro gets me every time? What's up? When I listen to Born Again and I hear Biggie's moms on the outro, it mm-hmm. gets me all emotional. Yeah, I yeah, because yeah, you hear you, you know, we'll always love Big Pop in the background while she's talking. And yeah, that's a real heartfelt one. That's a tough one. And I don't know, even just thinking about it, like every time I hear Miss Valletta's voice on, on, on that, uh, on that outro, man, I just, it, it shakes me. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough one, man. Makes right. you wonder why, makes you wonder why Afini never did no outro or intro for Tupac. Mm, that's the question. She, yeah, she didn't do anything on the albums. She's done interviews. She's, she's done written. interviews, and she like yeah. wrote, wrote, wrote like she had in like the liner notes. That, yeah, yeah, in the liner notes, she wrote stuff, but she never appeared on microphone. That's true. That's very true. She never did. You know what's funny? So personal story. Recently, uh, for those of y'all who keep up with me on uh, Twitter and all that good stuff. So not about a month, maybe a month ago, I bought the um the Bad Boys Greatest. And I know y'all seen it because I had sent it to y'all. I had bought Bad Boys Greatest Hits, five discs, right? Mm-hmm. And do you know they included that outro on the track listing? I'm not surprised that they did because Biggie. But you know what? It's, ve- it's, like- very, it's very rare that you get a skit, an interlude, an intro, or an outro on a Greatest Hits CD. Yeah. That's I just true. found that so weird that they just put that. I think it's on disc four. Because I'm I'm going through the track listing and, and you know, because, you know, I'm putting everything on my phone and I don't like to have duplicates. So anything that's already on there, I'm not, I'm checking off. So I'm going there and, I, and it says, and it says Born Again Outro, Miss Wallace. I'm like, what? Greatest mm-hmm. hits? This? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to say there's anything wrong with it, but I, like, you know. You didn't expect that. No. Right. And I was just like, I was just like, damn, like this is this is this is sombering. But, yeah. but on that note, uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, real quick, we're just gonna go around the room one time for the one time, starting with To first. What's your what's your favorite skit of all time? Not the best, but just your personal favorite. Hmm. My personal favorite. I gotta go. Could be, could, could be an interlude, could be an intro, outro, whatever. It's too many. I'm not even gonna lie, guys. My, like, a couple. I'll, I'll say two favorites. Uh-huh. Would draw the bass fiend by Ghostface. That was always my favorite. And um, I will probably go with. Damn. Is this the one we always talk about? The twenty sack pyramid. That's actually my favorite. Yep. <laughs> U U Q G. 20 sack pyramid, man. I, I thought it was so good, especially with when it was beef time with Tim Dog and just making fun of things and just uh, adding adding some humor to it, you know, making you know a parody. I thought that's my favorite because it was it's just a classic. You and it's so good, you, you don't even have to skip it. You could just let it. You could just listen to it. Mm-hmm. You would thought my, it was an actual game show. They should put that as an actual. My game. my <laughs> personal fa- my personal favorite is uh. Well, QG, you you touched on this earlier. Um, the intro to 400 Degrees with Manny Fresh is shouting out the Magnolia, home of the soldiers. Yeah, right, right, right. From that was the good. dude that from the dude that brought you. Put up your soldier rag. 
Mm-hmm. But, so we'll leave it there. Um, of course, um, in the comments, um, you know, or any, uh, just hit any of the three of us up for all y'all listening out there. If there's something that, uh, if there's a skit intro, outro, or interlude that uh, that you like that we didn't touch on, let us know what we missed because there's so many of them. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, indeed. Classic. So I enjoyed it. This has been another episode of the Ramble. This was actually fun because you know I don't really know anybody that talk about skits like that, but right, you know, yeah, it's just rare sources, you know. And there's rare a lot sources. of skits that we could have touched. There's a lot of that. I know there's plenty out there that we did get a chance to talk about. I mean, especially with the, you know, with with the updated artists, the new faces out there that got skits. Cole, you know, uh, Kendrick, and and um, uh, before we wrap, Drake, Drake got skits. Drake no, got Drake, don't, Drake don't. Drake don't. He don't got any. Okay. Well, that's. I mean, that's. Drake, Drake, Drake got. Drake got. Drake got interludes, man. He's got interludes, but yeah, I mean, you know, his whole life was a skit anyway. You know, being an actor. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to end that way. I was just. You know. Very funny, but but no, but we got to end it on the right way because you know, you know, I'm about to I'm about to go to Popeyes get me two pieces of the biscuit. Mm, there's another insider for you. <laughs> I'm so glad the world will never hear that. Oh, man. And don't, and don't you go put that out there either. Oh, I don't know. Listen, I could. but <laughs> We'll just uh, leave that in the vault. But uh, until until next week, this has been another episode of the Rap Lab, and uh, we out, y'all. Yes, Peace. sir.